0: Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Murphy's Law, the pre-San Diego Comic-Con 19 edition. This is Charles Murphy hanging out with Charles Villanueva, and we're going to get together here tonight and give our thoughts about uh, Taika Waititi returning to direct another Thor, uh, what we expect we'll see at San Diego Comic-Con, and more. Charles, how's it going?
1: I'm doing good. It's fucking early. It's fucking 10 a.m., which is early on my end. I don't wake up until usually
0: like 11. Charles and I have, uh, due to some circumstances on my end, had to completely flip our day around. Normally, we record late, like in the late for Charles, like sometimes even 1 or 2 a.m. and like mid-afternoon for me. So now we're we're completely flipping this one around where we're recording okay. a little bit later on my end. And I'm old, so I'm tired already. And Charles had to get up early to to make this one sure. work, but we we wanted to uh, talk Taika and Thor four and uh, just get on record some of the things we look forward to at Comic Con before the magic happens yep. on Saturday. So I guess we'll we'll start right off with with this news that just broke yesterday um, that Taika YTT has abandoned ship um, with Warner Brothers and in doing so signed on. To return for the fourth installment of the Thor franchise, so uh, I was, I was hanging out, getting ready to go, uh, just getting ready to leave the house, and my phone started blowing up, and I, I had to do a double take for sure because I did not see it coming this early at all. So, but I'm, I'm super excited uh, about about Tyka being back. Charles, what are your thoughts about him returning? I mean, obviously, mega excited. Considering the massive success of Ragnarok,
1: it's never a bad thing to Bring back Taika for any MCU thing. We've been talking about this like yesterday and on Twitter that uh, I am interested in what direction they bring Thor this time around because Ragnarok was very it's it was less Norse and more cosmic. Honestly, I just like I'd I'd love to I'd love to see Taika bring Thor back to his to his uh, deep Norse roots and explore the nine realms because we've we've seen jack shit in the past ten years. I, I guess I, I'm excited that Thor's going to be funny as fuck, but also bummed out that um, we're not getting the the serious Jason Aaron Viking tone of what the Thor movie could be.
0: Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, it seems like... So, so one of the things I guess to touch on is this is uh, the first time that Marvel's expanded beyond a trilogy for an individual character. Um, right. And, and so, like, I but I still get the sense that some people feel like Thor 4 is going to be the last one. So they're really worried, like, what story are they going to do, right? So, and a lot of people are hoping that Jason Aaron's run is that, is that story here. Because a lot of people that have read that recently love it. I'm one of them. Um, but I think they're concerned that if it doesn't happen now, they won't get it. That's a weird concern. Yeah, because it's, it's a interesting also, Pass
1: Right, right. Because we also talked about last night how, how Marvel has sort of uh, used up most of the classic Thor villains and characters and storylines. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they've also touched on Jack's shit.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you know. can
1: do Midgard Serpent, uh, Ulick, and uh, Mangog, and who, who, whoever
0: else you could use. I I remember after um, watching Ragnarok that we always used to do the like, what's next for Thor? Like, what would we like to see in the next Thor movie? And I remember specifically writing that about I'd love to see Ulrich and I'd love to see Mangog. Um, But to to your point, like, you've seen a little bit of Niflheim. You've seen, uh, um, I guess, were they on, did they go to the Dark Elf planet for like five seconds in Dark World? Oh yeah, Savartheim,
1: so yeah, they they yeah. they've they been there for like
0: just a minute. It was destroyed. You've seen a little bit um Vanaheim. Um, you've seen Vanaheim. Yep, you've seen Vanaheim and but yeah, like you've seen you've had so much time spent on Earth and Asgard and you haven't really gotten out to do a lot of the other stuff. And so like but you, you know, like you said, they've touched on they've they've used Malekith, they've used the destroyer, they've used Surter, they've used uh, Scourge, they've. I mean, they've obviously used Loki. They've ripped through Fenris. Wolf was in, in the last one. Hella was in the last one. Um, they've ripped through a bunch of them without ever really digging deep into any of yes. that, like really cool Walt Simonson stuff.
1: You know, that's, uh, that's fucking weird. Now that you're like uh, listing each of them, they really have gone through almost all of the classic Thor villains.
0: I mean, yeah, Hella,
1: think- Fenris. Oh my god, there's 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 almost no one left. I guess you could do um who's that carnelia? Queen of the Norns?
0: They have, done, they have not done that. And that's one that was in my mind to talk about was how they could use they could do the Norns. And that would be that would be a very I mean, I'm sure they could come up with a way to make it very different from Hella because I thought like, what about the Enchantress? What about Carnelia? Um and and that one did catch my attention because they could do some pretty cool stuff there that could really explore a little bit more of that Norse mythology.
1: And I guess they could also dive deep into, like, um, more of, like, the, I guess, the, the primal Norse stuff, like the Midgard Serpent.
0: And I, I wondered how they could, what they would do with that, if they would do anything with it, like, but, man, I mean, that'd be that would be fairly cool as well. And then I guess we talked about, like, from there, where you know we talked about this, where do you go? Do you ooh, like the troll is cool, but is are, do you? I mean, he I think in the comics he was an Asgardian troll that lived below Asgard and did their work for him. I don't. I mean, is he even still alive? Was he ever alive? How, what do you do with Mangog? Because Mangog's whole thing has always been to destroy Asgard. It's already gone. So do you set him loose on like the rest of the realms or something? Um, you know, and then then we kind of did talk about like, well, probably. The, the one antagonist that you could put into a Thor movie who doesn't necessarily need to be a villain that has a really intriguing backstory and that man Taika would probably make into a sweet-ass character is Beta Ray Bill.
1: Yeah. I'd love to see Beta Ray Bill as, as maybe like a straight-up baddie for Thor to fight uh, throughout the film, but not necessarily being like an evil character. Put yeah.
0: like someone, someone that's in Thor's way for whatever he's trying to accomplish. And then, you know, outside of that, it's not a classic character, but Gore the God Butcher was a, a great Thor villain. And, and it really, the, the thing about that run that struck me so strongly, and I did just read it again maybe like two weeks ago, the first, I don't know, 12, whatever, however many it went up to, where they. It's amazing. Bomb arc. Um, it's so yeah. good just how, how that arc redefined the way Thor thought about himself. Like, what that put him through, how it changed the way that he believed who he was. And so, when you look at Thor's arc through these, through these first three phases, he's had everything stripped away from him and he's now, you know, essentially, he's... We did see him, like, fat slob take off with the Guardians of the Galaxy and I know everyone's like, oh, he must have to be in Guardians Volume 3, and they're just like, no, he doesn't. Uh-huh. Like, they, they don't have, it's, it's such an easy write-off to be like, hey, they took him into space, and then he went to do his own thing. Like, there's, there's no saying that he has to be a main character in Guardians 3. Like, it could easily be written away the same way that, you know, when at the end of Age of Ultron, Hulk went off into space, and it wasn't addressed for years, right? And then they're like, oh, by the way, he went here, and this is how he got here. Like, it's so yeah. easy for them to write around those things.
1: Yeah, and the thing is with, with the whole Guardians and Thor stuff, I, I really don't think Thor is going to be in the fucking Guardians movie. If anything, I could see one Guardians character pop up in that Thor movie. I guess maybe Rock sure. or something, but that, that's, that's the most likely scenario I see with, with the whole as Guardians of the Galaxy crossover.
0: There, there are things that need to get wrapped up in Volume 3, and I just don't see how Thor taking up a good chunk of screen time is going to make that happen like it was it was cool at the end it to me it always just seemed like oh that's his way back out into space you know like he's just yeah. gonna go hang out and find his own thing to do but yeah. yeah i don't i don't know i i would you know and we you talked about this earlier like that taika's tone is so far away from the jason aaron run and you know i think for the most part it is and then i got thinking like well like man you could do like the three the the young thor the the old the uh, the Mighty Thor and then Old King Thor and you know yeah, Tyka um, have some fun with that for sure. Like I don't, I don't know. Like Gore himself is is probably a crazy kind of villain that that maybe Tyka he, he definitely Gore shouldn't be funny, right? There shouldn't be any light moments with Gore. Uh, so maybe not. But I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm interested, and I guess I'm at the point I've seen. You know, I'm pretty sure I've seen everything Tyka's ever put on film, or even on. You know, recorded on a on a flip phone and put on YouTube. And he's talented, and he is a little bit more versatile than I think people give him credit for. But yeah, yeah. I I agree that the God Butcher thing probably isn't in his comfort zone.
1: The thing with Gore, though, like for me, the only reason I think uh, that they won't use Gore is that they've sort of used his power set when
0: they brought Hela to the screen. Like right.
1: Yeah. I forgot I forgot which which Thor producer was that. Was it Eric Carroll or
0: I don't know was Jonathan Schwartz on
1: that? It was either Jonathan Schwartz or someone else, but they they, they explicitly me- mentioned Gore as, as an inspiration for Hella. Like yeah. Hella's power set where she, where she, you know, grows swords out of her hand. That's that's ripped right out out of gore, so I don't know how much she could bring Gore how much of Gore you could bring to the screen while keeping him unique because his power set was pretty unique to, to himself. And no no other Thor villain had that. So I don't know how distinct you can make gore on screen.
0: Yeah, and I don't, you know, and I don't think that that's the most likely. I, I mean, I guess, if and all I can do is guess, like, thinking about Beta Ray Bill being maybe like a first and second act, um, maybe just he gives Thor a huge ass-kicking in the first act, in the second act, they fight again, and then they have to move on in the third act to face whatever, like, the final threat is of the movie. Beta Ray Bill seems like the kind of character that Taika could really get into, I, I would think. So, I mean, we'll see. We're going to—I I have to believe that we'll find out a lot more on Saturday. Like, if they're already at the point where he's ready to abandon ship on a movie that was about to go into production, I would think that they've probably got— at least the main idea laid out, and maybe you know, I don't know if they've got a title picked or if they've got a, a headline or a, a you know, a thought of what they're going to do here with, or an outline. I'm sorry, or a thought process of what they're going to do with Thor four. But I, I have to, have to hope that we find something out on on uh, Saturday night.
1: Right, right. Also, I'd like to mention that Taika's signing, Taika's signing with the MC once more. He's signing as a director and writer which uh, I, I don't think he wrote Ragnarok, did he?
0: No, he didn't. He probably did some rewrites on it and touched it up. Um,
1: I mean, I'd like to think that he's starting from scratch with no with no existing draft, no existing plan um, attached to the project. So, yeah, it, it's a very... Thor 4 is going to turn out to be one of the most interesting MCU films,
0: period. Eric Pearson, Craig Kyle, Christopher Yost... They wrote one, I think they wrote one early and then it got some work done on it. Um, but yeah, he yeah, didn't get a writing they wrote,
1: credit. They wrote two, Craig Kyle and Yost. I, I, I think they have a credit on all four films, so. Yeah. So I, think no, I think this one true. might be might be the first Thor movie with, with a single writing credit. Like, uh,
0: I would assume he'd like to keep it that way. And I also assume that he has some thoughts about where he wanted to take him at the end of Ragnarok. You know, I think that he's probably got a, had a, has had a plan for a while here about what he'd like to do. It's
1: funny because I like how you, fr- I, I like how it's framed that because Akira wasn't pushing through. Like, Tycho was like, you know what? Yeah, I just do Thor. I wonder what the plan was going to be if Akira pushed through. If, if like, Tycho was going to sign onto Thor regardless, or it was just, he just wanted something to do and Thor was, was the only big project on his plate.
0: Yeah. I'd, I'd be, I mean, I'd love to sit down and hear or talk to him or hear somebody ask him some questions. I don't know if he'll be at um, Comic-Con on Saturday or, or how they'll, they'll work it. And because they, obviously none of this is official yet. Cause Kevin Feige hasn't given any indication or, to any of these things. So it, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I, I, you know, the only other thought that I had is if Hercules isn't introduced in Eternals, could Thor, who's basically now the, as far as we can tell, the only Asgardian sure. god still around, could he go find other pantheons, other heroes, other gods out there, and maybe run into Hercules and the Greeks or any number of these other cosmic forces and or and gods and what what could happen? So,
1: so this this is a good time to. I guess move on to to the big topic happening this weekend, which is SDCC. A lot of people are asking what we what we're hoping to see, what we're expecting, and uh, yeah. So, what are your SDCC predictions?
0: So, I've I've gone on uh, on record on Twitter uh, a couple times on this. So, I guess I'll go like in order of this how this is laid out in my head. Um, sure. Obviously, they're going to give us. Some info on Black Widow. Uh, I don't know. You know, we'll probably get a logo and some concept art. Um, probably introduce the villain, which, you know, we still aren't sure. Like somebody somebody was saying something on Twitter the other day about how we know and are certain about stuff. We don't. We are all we're doing is guessing here. Um it looks like looks like Taskmaster. So I think maybe we'll get a, you know, our official first look at Taskmaster. Um, they'll probably introduce who Florence Pugh's playing um, and then, you know, maybe give us some some footage that's probably just going to be an SDCC exclusive. Of something maybe the the big car chase scene that was going on in uh, in Budapest. Or something.
1: For, for Black Widow, I think we're getting, like you said, a uh, casting confirmation and uh, a logo and a sizzle reel that's going to leak for sure. Days after. Oh,
0: yeah. That'll be out. They, they, they're, um, they're the SDC, SDCC exclusives, and they're the real SDCC exclusives that definitely don't get out. <laughs> There's yes. definitely then, two, different, two different topics there.
1: What about for Shang-Chi? What are you expecting to see?
0: Um, at this point, I think, like again, a, a logo. Like I don't know that they might do a whole phase reveal. Um, I think you'll get you know, a logo and a date for Shang-Chi and hopefully that those, the reports from the trades here, I don't know, I guess it was late last week that they were getting kind of close to finding someone to play Shang-Chi um, would be awesome. And then, you know, the other thing that would be awesome is if, if um, they did work something out with Donnie Yen and if they could roll him out there and say who he was playing and just, do, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would be huge in any other year, just rolling Donnie Yen out. Uh, here's this, this absolute legend of martial arts cinema, he's going to be in a, he's going to start in a Marvel Studios movie. So yeah, I guess release date logo, hopefully get, you know, to meet Shang-Chi on stage at Comic-Con, that would be huge. And to have Donnie Yen come out would be, would be pretty big as well.
1: That would be dope. I mean, I'd love to see Shang-Chi or Mandarin concept art.
0: Yeah, I'm sure at this point, I mean, they're so far along the line and getting close to production. I'm sure at this point they have some concept art. And, uh, yeah, I guess it just depends how crazy it is. Like, are we going to get a dragon? Are we going to just do, like, spy stuff? I, I mean, I don't know. We'll oh see. I guess we'll see how it goes.
1: Give us both. Give us a fucking dragon and some spy stuff.
0: Yeah, since we never got one on Iron Fist, please.
1: Give us a real dragon. For, uh, mean, for, would... Eternals, for Eternals, I'm definitely expecting concept art. More than More than, like, official casting announcements they're 100% going to show us what they want the Eternals to look like. Because I I don't remember, like, a few STCCs years ago that they gave us the first look at Guardians where I think it was was 2013. Like, the fucking Guardians didn't resemble the Guardians that we know on the MCU. Like, it was rough concept art. It was based on the DNA run. It was fucking crazy. And I'm sure they've got something to show for the Eternals.
0: Yeah, I think you'll get a good look at, at concept art. Probably figure out via that concept art exactly who is in the cast other than the ones that were named. We know like Icarus and yeah. Macari and, and Thena and Circe and, and Zerus. And, and so like which ones, who are these other ones? Um, is it Hercules? We, oh, I guess we know the forgotten ones in there too. Um, I did, so this is like not just a, a guess, this, but I wouldn't say that this is a fact. I was told by someone who usually knows such things that they are introducing the Eternals cast. They are going to bring them out at SDCC. So hopefully, hopefully that be, that's true. I mean, I don't think that that's like a huge shock to anybody. I think people are expecting that. Um, but I was told that that was in the, in the cards. So that'll be awesome to see who, who else rounds out that cast and, and see like who they play.
1: Yeah, so basically announcements for Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and uh, Eternals are surefire presentations this weekend. You think so?
0: I think Black Widow and Eternals are 100% surefire. for sure. I think Shang-Chi's really, I mean, you're gonna get something. I don't know that you're gonna, I don't know if you'll have a Shang-Chi or not. It just depends on if they found him. you know. And I would rather them. Obviously, I'd rather them take longer to find them than to find someone just so they can roll them out on stage on Saturday. But yeah, you'll get something. You'll get something for Shang-Chi. Do you think we'll get a sleep? Yeah, my guess is that what we'll get are, obviously, so we know the 2020 films and we know that Shang-Chi is filming next. And so I think you'll get the 2020 and 2021 films with their dates. Um, okay, and Then I, I don't know beyond that if we'll get dates, although I think they probably do have, I think they know what movies are going to be in 2022. I think they're 100% sure because those movies sure. are going go to be in production next year or the year or late next year, like late 2020. One of them will start going into production. Um, so you know, you might get the three 2020 films with dates, but I, I just remember, um, Kevin, I remember reading something where Feige kind of said they would never, that he didn't think he'd ever do another thing like they did at the El Capitan because things just changed too much because that slate had Inhumans on it and it had Thor in one date and Captain Marvel on another date and then they got Spider-Man and then they moved him in. And so I I remember reading where he said, like, he didn't know if they'd ever do like a big five-year reveal ever again just because of the nature of films moving around, right? Like, so... I mean, it wasn't a year ago. We all thought Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be the May 2020 movie because James Gunn had said as much, and now it's not. And Wonder Woman 84 had finished filming before they, they moved its release date. So, you know, I think he's a little wary of stuff like that. So I think he'll say, like, I think we'll for sure know what the 2020, 2021 films are with dates. Um, and then I think you might get some logos and some ideas about maybe some subtitles for Doctor Strange 2 and a subtitle for Black Panther 2 and a subtitle oh. for Thor. You know, something like that.
1: I, I mean, obviously, I'm a fucking greedy fan, so I'd love to see the fucking entire slate. Just to shut everyone up, when we're guessing, here's the I mean, record, may change, who, who gives a fuck, but this is what we want for the next four years. I mean, an, an announcement, I mean, we obviously we know the sequels are coming, but just a clear-cut announcement on... When the sequels are going to be placed next to the new franchises, Doctor Strange Two, Black Panther Two, Captain Marvel Two. Honestly, I'd love for them to announce that fucking Avengers Academy, Ant-Man and the Wasp sequel crossover. I'd love to hear about the the new films. Like, I guess we can segue to this fucking conspiracy that there are Facebook pages apparently. Made for, for like upcoming IP like fucking Dark Avengers, Young Avengers, um Iron Heart. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I just love to hear confirmation on those
0: projects. Yeah, I mean, or- and I think there's so many Facebook pages that they, they. I think it, there's more Facebook pages than there are possible projects at this point. You know, like at least in the in the next three or four year window. I think um, Jim Viscardi said to me that like. They Marvel has done that going a long time back. They created Facebook pages and they squatted for a a lot of possibilities, but not a bunch of certainties. Um, and so I think that I think that that's there's probably something there that these things aren't all guaranteed to be in the next phase just because they were found, Facebook pages were found on you know, yeah, yeah, or whatever they were.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's essentially, Disney just being extra careful that no one else fucking steals that Facebook URL. Yeah,
0: and then they got to go pay him $40,000 to buy the Facebook page back or whatever. So,
1: some fucking dweeb, yeah, they have to fucking spend so much money just to get this page from yeah. some loser elsewhere. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, it's essentially just them being extra careful, but, oh my god, the fucking Dark Avengers announcement. Yo,
0: people... Lose it, people would lose it, including me. Since I'm the one that put that—that was a—that was such a a scary one for me to put out there.
1: Yeah. So imagine the fucking your vindication, finally knowing that there's indeed a Dark Avengers film happening.
0: I'd be I'd be so happy because that one, like specifically with something like that, I and I said it at the time, like they they had a script written. That's awesome. like if that movie never gets made, then I look like an idiot. And God, how many scripts do they write? You know that that never get put into films, that never see the light of day. But like they asked for it, and I've you know I've heard updates on on it since from a couple different sources. Um, that you know, yep, yeah, no, you were right. It's there. It does exist. They've got a plan. They're trying to work some stuff out um, with you know with Sony. They're trying to work some stuff out to make this happen. But yeah, that is. That script does exist. It is there. But again, like, the only proof that's ever going to be satisfactory is when they announce, like, hey, this movie's coming out in 2024 or 2023, and boom, you looking for this? I'll take it. <laughs> oh, I love that.
1: What's, <laughs> what's an announcement you think that's no way now happening?
0: Um, that the X-Men, the first Marvel Studios X-Men movie is coming in 2022. Yeah, I, I think any, nope.
1: any Fantastic Four or, or X-Men announcement, no way that you're going to fucking do that. Because any... Dude, if you fucking announce Fantastic Four, no one's going to give a fuck about your other movies.
0: Nope. Eternals, your Eternals cast that you just waltzed out on the stage is like three days away from being news again. Like, you'll have to do a second con just to get people to remember that you oh introduced God. who they were.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, I guess it goes to show how much, how big a Fantastic Four movie under Kevin Feige would be. It's a testament oh. to the, the, the importance of having the first family done right. But at the same time, it's going to eat up anything you, anything else you announce. It's going
0: to cannibalize
1: your fucking, say goodbye to your Black Widow fucking, your your sister, read your poster, your logo.
0: No one will even know.
1: Th- that's how fucking... Your own,
0: your own news. You just completely bury it. Yeah, so you could take
1: that out of the equation do you no, think first, there's a chance the they'll, they'll announce like a new avengers movie
0: see i i haven't heard from anybody um, in a while about an actual avengers film being on a slate like the closest i heard about it was the 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 possibility of like a couple people a couple different characters crossing over in their own solo movies on a like a build up to um, a new Avengers film, but I think that this Thor announcement, like Thor's the four Thor movies happening, I, I kind of knew it was happening, right? Because Hemsworth said he'd like to do it and Taika said he'd like to do it, so I think we all knew it would happen eventually, but this is happening way sooner than I thought it would, and I probably than I think anybody thought it would, so I'm not sure that that isn't pushing back another team up film maybe, but I think I think you might still get a team up movie in this in this next um, phase between or slate between twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. You might still get one whether it's a young Avengers or a West Coast Avengers or Avengers Academy starting in Ant- yeah. or whatever. You know, like I think you'll still you'll still get one. Oh my god, that
1: fucking Avengers Academy idea. fucking A plus.
0: Yeah, that's a that's one of my favorite. I didn't mean to say it, but I said it out loud. Moments that would be, that would be sweet. Like to think about Ant Man and the Wasp running and around. Hulk. See. Hulk. I, Hulk, yeah. Make Hulk, Hulk make Hulk a fucking teacher. It'd be so great. <laughs> that's her Hulk as a teacher. Uh, that'd be perfect,
1: dude. Like more, more of the end game Hulk. It's it's, it's amazing.
0: Well, people loved him, and yeah. and I guess that's one of the. One of the subtle things about having it, having the present day be 2023 is that, you know, now we've had, so think about someone like uh, Monica Rambeau, who was Correct. whatever she was, Correct. and she was 11. Did she get snapped? Is she now 40 years old? Like, I mean, there's so, there's so many variations of things that could have happened now with that five years. Kids could be however old you want them to be.
1: I guess I guess that concludes our fucking SDCC predictions. You think?
0: Yeah, I think so. And then we can hopefully we can move on.
1: I I mean, now we can move on to this fucking big exclusive that broke just a few hours ago—the like fucking biggest story we've seen in fucking years. Huge a story.
0: A series
1: in early development for Disney
0: Plus. Oh my god. Yeah. So this blog that we'd not heard of before. Um, broke a giant exclusive that they that Disney Plus was developing a War Machine solo series, and the the exclusivity of it um, is is a key point here because this is something that if so whether or not you believe these ridiculous four chan leaks um, that <clears throat> seem to fool everybody, <laughs> this is literally just the re you know just rehashing a 4chan leak from, I don't know, last fall sometime that somebody on 4chan leaked the entire plot of every Disney Plus series, including ones that had never been written yet. And, and they also knew <laughs> who going to be cast. They also knew who was going to be cast in every single role. And to, to like, Charles and I have talked about this before, that's always a dead giveaway that these people have no idea what they're talking about when they're talking about projects that are three years away. And they're like, oh, this person's going to be cast because they're filming... Fucking Shang Chi, either late this year, or early next year, and they still don't have a Shang Chi. But these fools will tell you that, like in this film that's going to go into production in twenty twenty one, they know who's going to be cast in each and every role for a bunch of people who, or a bunch of films who haven't even yeah. been written yet. So, so yeah, this this War Machine scoop is uh, it's awesome. Yeah, there's gonna there's definitely going to be a War Machine show on D plus, and the other big tidbit in there was definitely going to be. One of the first five series. That's, that's been- I
1: think that's that's the point they're trying to make here. Currently, the series is in early development. Well, continuous work. Yeah, for, first five series coming to Disney Plus. I guess this is the fifth, if this is correct, if this is true.
0: I guess. You got Loki,
1: Loki, yeah, Hawk, uh, Soldier, WandaVision, and I guess War Machine.
0: And War Machine. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We we just both actually ran across it right before we recorded, and. We had a, a good laugh about it and wanted to, to look at it because I, I guess part of it is for us, we were talking about like, at this point, somehow people believe almost anything that's thrown out there. If you attach the word leak to it, it becomes fact. Oh
1: yeah. If you attach exclusive or leak, I, I, I think that that turns a lot
0: of heads. Yeah. And you'd said that their tweet had over like 5,000 interactions. No, like like
1: 4,000.
0: It's, it's a huge number
1: that yeah. any or one of our scoops have attained.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard to. I mean, like you said, that's, that's like the we got this covered kind of really low hanging fruit. So when you think about the kind of series that they're talking about, they said it's going to be characters who have been in movies who haven't had their own spotlight yet. So clearly that is 100% Rody. Um, <clears throat> who knows <laughs> story.
1: At the end of the day, it's a fucking no shit kind of story. Who else? Who, who other character has the fucking has the cachet to have uh, a Disney Plus series who can lead? I mean, you you don't have anyone else. I guess Nick Fury, but I don't know if I want to see a Nick Fury series. So that leaves you Rhodey and I don't know, Mantis? <laughs> a Mantis Disney Plus series? Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. A dragon,
1: yeah, it's an easy guess that I I guess it makes sense, but at the same time, it's not something to be surprised at.
0: No, and I've read like all these other ridiculous leaks in the past couple weeks about how they're gonna announce a, a Wolverine solo series for Disney Plus and how it's the X Men are gonna be built on Disney Plus until they're ready to go to the movies and like. You know, Disney Plus has its, has its own presentation, I think, right? They have their own Hall right. H, I don't know if it's Hall H, but I think they have their own presentation this weekend.
1: Okay, so I'm on the page of the fucking, of this War Machine exclusive. This, on the page, on the splash page. Yeah. And right on, this, on the links on the side, here are some of their exclusives. Get ready to be fucking blown away. <laughs> On May 18th, they posted this exclusive character breakdowns for the Eternals revealed.
0: On May 18th, check out
1: May 18th this year, and check this shit out. The first character that they break down—that's their exclusive fucking Karen.
0: Is this just the same thing that I wrote in my breakdown from like forever ago?
1: Yep, Karen <laughs> 25 to 33 female. May lead, a Greek god lead. Piper, ten to sixteen female, forgotten one, Icarus.
0: So they rewrote my exclusive and called it their exclusive? Yep. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, I kinda uh, regret
0: about their fucking story. No, I think it's <laughs> great. I think it's I think it's great because like I god! Think a lot of people get easily fooled by stuff and like oh, in this, minutes, we just showed you, we just showed you like a place that's totally full of shit, including citing as their own exclusive something that I broke months ago. What,
1: didn't you put this out last year?
0: Yeah, it was. I'd have to go back and look, but the Eternal stuff is <laughs> old.
1: Eternal's character breakdown. Oh, here. Let's see how long ago this was. Dude, this is fucking November 2018.
0: That long ago. Wow. This is fucking crazy. And then they run it in May. Good job, guys.
1: A-plus reporting, dude. Fucking, that's that's a scoop right there. (laughs) But it's okay. Like, like knowing now, knowing this fucking bullshit, God damn, they got fucking 4,000 likes on Twitter.
0: Your
1: fake story got so much attention. I, I, I guess it goes to show the, I guess the the, the downside of MCU Twitter. That the fandom is uh, they they would attach themselves easily to something
0: easily. And there's it's just everyone's so rabid and and they don't have not everybody has been a part of it long enough to like weed through where to go and where's a good spot and where's garbage. You know what I mean? And and it right. just and people are just such headline right. readers instead of digging in for content, like they just, if they see a headline, it's fact. And, uh, it's just, it's sad. And it's hard to, for people like that, to, to make any decisions because they're just going off of a headline. And whoever wrote, I I can guarantee you that there are, there are people who talk to me on Twitter or on Reddit that have no idea that they know a thing because they read it at comicbook.com or, or someplace like that. But what they really read was like, Comicbook.com's reporting on my scoop and they'll tell me like all this shit. And I'm like, dude, I, I know I I'm the one who let the entire world know that thing. Well, I read it on comicbook.com, right? After they read my story and wrote their article on it. Like that's you know, I, I guarantee there are people who have no idea when they're talking to me that I'm the person who broke the story that they're telling me about. It's so crazy how how that happens. Like, you, you
1: don't know shit, bro. Yeah, do it. Oh, it happens, happens all the time. I'm looking I'm looking at the fucking MediaBytes Twitter page. MediaByte is the site that did this all, all this bullshit. It says here, your reliable news source regarding Marvel News. No clickbait or any other BS. That's a promise.
0: <laughs>
1: like that's on your fucking Twitter. That's a promise. Like dude, I get, you fucking I have to go follow. How could you break your promise, man? You fucking betrayed us
0: chumps. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, let's move on from this shit. Um,
1: I guess that covers it for this week, you think?
0: Well, we can... You want to talk really quick. We can make it a, a quick segment. We asked guys on Twitter what you'd like for us to talk about, and one of the things was our yeah, SBC yeah. predictions, which we were going to do, and then um, another follower asked us to talk about what we thought about Hickman's upcoming X-Men takeover. Um, so... I'll, I'll jump in here because in anticipation of Hickman's X-Man takeover, I have gone back on Marvel Unlimited and on my treadmill time, uh, I have gone all the way back, like through his S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, his Fantastic Four stuff, his F.F. stuff, his Ultimate stuff, back through Avengers, back through New Avengers, back through Infinity, and I am reading every Hickman thing um, that, I, that I have access to on Marvel Unlimited in hopes of finding some some overarching threads or some some things that maybe, because um, you know, like when Fantastic Four and, and FF ended, he left some characters in a certain place that came back into play in a big way in, okay. in his in, in Infinity and New Avengers and Secret Wars, and so I'm I'm working my way back through there, hoping to find some things, maybe some things that he's still got to sort out. Um, and so I'm I'm curious to see how it's going to go. I think from what I understand, one of the books is going to deal with the past and kind of give us a different uh, an overview and maybe some different ideas of, of the history of the X Men and the X Gene on Earth. And the other one is basically going to rewrite where the, the future X books are going to go. Um, and just knowing him and his like how how deep he takes his science and his science fiction. And like the way he created um, brand new characters that like the builders in uh, in the Avengers, new Avengers run. I'm expecting yeah. some pretty big revelations um, with the history of the X-Men. That's that's kind of what I'm expecting here. I know, like at this point, sort of the canon of, of how the X, the X gene came to be is the Celestials came down, did some experimentation. Um, they made the Eternals, they made the Deviants and then they made the Latents, which is where they drop the potential for mutation further down the line, and that's where the X-Gene came into play. So I, I guess I'm expecting him to maybe mess around a little bit with Celestials, maybe mess around with the Builders. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking something along those lines. Uh, I think
1: people forget that Hickman did a S.H.I.E.L.D. comic that basically went back to the days of Da Vinci. Yeah. Hickman has a knack for you know retroactively you know, delving into um, origins. He expands mm-hmm. them, makes them fucking crazy. And yeah, he always plays the long con. So I'm definitely interested in just his general take on X-Men like, overall. Because having read Fantastic Four in FF and fall, falling totally in love with that, with that franchise just because of Hickman's run. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited what he has in store for the next one. Like, I, I think I mentioned it before, I'm not mega updated with whatever's going on with the current Marvel status quo. I'm going to definitely check this out maybe two years down the, down the road. But, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. Um, do we know when, when his, his first issue's coming out?
0: Um, July. Let me think of the dates here. Twenty. What's what's? Let me look at the calendar.
1: Twenty-three is a Wednesday, or twenty-four next week.
0: So yeah, it's got twenty four. The or the third. Oh, wow. Those two days.
1: It's very soon.
0: Yeah, it's it's the end of this month, or the first the first ones, um, and I think it goes like one one week i think they're going alternate weeks is how it's how the release is set up or or something along those lines it was a pretty it would be a pretty quick thing i think there's it's going to go pretty fairly fairly swiftly um and then i imagine what's going to happen is when they do the next big thing panel at um comic-con you'll get a little bit of a tease of where they're going after this and then i imagine because they use the new york con for like the really big comic stuff so i think between the sdcc panel and the and the new york comic con panel we'll get an idea of where they're going after these things
1: didn't hickman post on twitter like hey who wants to read the first issue of yeah of house of x come to my panel
0: should they give it away for free and i'm like "Fuck no it'll be spoiled before i even get a chance to own it
1: and you know those comics are going to be sold for a fucking huge amount of money
0: Oh yeah, it'll be there'll be secondhand market on eBay like crazy. I'm excited. I love Hickman. Like I love him for some of the reasons. When when a lot of times when people don't like him, they'll say, "Man, it gets too deep into the science fiction, and like it it gets you know it gets too he goes too far." And those are all the I, reasons I love him.
1: Criticism when I got into the Fantastic Four stuff, like halfway through, he just fell in love with his characters.
0: No, oh, I he has a you're you're right, and he has a knack for like just inner like he's reintroducing a character to you who's been around for ever but he gives you just just this totally different take on. i like the way he wrote both Reed and Doom have made them and they're great characters forever but he made them greater in his telling of their stories. Like there, in my mind there's no doubt that I mean he he may have written them better than anyone's ever done. And you know I I kind of I've been reading going through the Avengers and, and new Avengers runs. And I mean, he obviously had like a lot of focus on in, in the new Avengers run on the Illuminati, but like hit the way he wrote black bolt, the way he wrote Namor, the the way he wrote black Panther, they were fantastic when he was doing them. And when you're doing a comic book like that, you know, you have to be able to capture those individual personalities and, and you have to be careful not to, just right down the middle, right? You have to write this guy's, how would this guy react in this situation? How would this guy be different? And in the new Avengers thing, when they're all faced with like all these horrible choices, I love reading those panels over again. And, and like, he was so deep into T'Challa's head at that time. Like what kind of a person would he be versus what kind of a person would Steve be when captain America be versus, you know, what would Namor do it was just, it was fascinating to see him balance so many voices in, in, Really, I thought nail all of them. I, I loved it. Dude, You're making me wonder, you know, Ben, just so bad right now. <laughs> I've been, it It makes the time go by. Like, I'll get on the treadmill and it'll be 40, 50 minutes gone by. And I've read, you know, 12, 13 issues. And I don't even notice because I'm just so into it, ripping through wow. them. And uh, I love it. I, I am. So I'm, I'm excited. And I'm wondering, like, in my head here, I, I think from looking at the art that we've seen, that he's obviously that Charles is back and he's going to make Charles a centerpiece of some of this. So I'm super curious, like how is he going to write him? But then again, like who else is he going to focus on? Is he going to, is it going to be Cyclops? Cause that, you know, is it going to be Magneto? Is it going to, you know, Wolverine? I don't know. Like where, where is he going to put this? But I just have a feeling that like that gift that he has for reintroducing characters we've already known is going to be just a, a centerpiece of this for me. I'm going to love it. And I'm, I'm, I'm pumped because I remember when the news broke that he was at the retreat. You know, he, he had been doing some indie stuff, and Marvel brought him back to the retreat, I think, a year ago for their writer's retreat. And my very first thought and my very first tweet when I saw it, I was like, dude, he's going to write X-Men. Because in my head, I was like, what else is there for him, right? Like, what else is there? And then to find out that he is, I was like, oh, my God, that is so perfect. What can he do with X-Men?
1: Dude, the plot twist is going to be, the Empire comics is going to be about
0: dupe. <laughs> dr hickman's dupe it's so fucking crazy it went from the yeah. most exciting thing you know you know what else too he did write in the new avengers um and the avengers and infinity he did write a lot of stuff with the shiar um and i'm always a huge fan of the shiar so i'd be thrilled to see the shiar come back into play
1: i didn't know that so i gotta check that out for sure
0: yeah so i'm i'm fired up you want to do Let's do this before we go. Let's give one, one thing that you wish would be announced at Comic-Con, but has like a 0% chance of happening.
1: Oh, Okay. I'll start? Want
0: me to start? Yeah, do it.
1: Fucking Fantastic Four! Who gives a fuck yeah. about Shang-Chi League of Fantastic Four? Who gives a fuck about any of them? Give me the first family, because I'm knee-deep into fucking the Marvel Knights run of Fantastic Four, so... I'm so hungry for first-family content. No way they do that. It would be the dumbest thing to do that. But for me, they should. If Kevin Feige really appreciates me as a fan,
0: (laughs) he should. If Kevin Feige cares about me. All right, so here's mine. Mine, um, The thing I want to happen at Comic-Con, the the thing I want to have announced but has a 0% chance of happening is I want Jeff Goldblum to take the stage and for Kevin Feige oh. to announce that Jeff Goldblum is returning for a Squadron Supreme movie, or a Squadron oh, Sinister that's movie, that's fucking as, crazy, dude. As the Grandmaster and bringing in all the the Squadron Sinister, I want, I want Hyperion, I want them all. I gotta have it.
1: Okay, you know what? I, I fucking take my Fantastic Four answer back. I want a fucking, I want Kevin Feige to go out and say, Yo, we you know that Daredevil show they did that ain't <laughs> shit because I'm making my own. I
0: want that. <laughs> I've decided that in 20... <laughs> when, when could they do it? 23. <laughs> I've decided that
1: the the 3D season show is not canon anymore and that <laughs> I'm doing my own spin on it. It's going to be way better. It's going to be it's going to it's going gonna, it's gonna to have there that was swinging off of Manhattan skyline and it's going to be amazing. That's what I want.
0: All right, guys, that does it for our pre-San Diego Comic-Con prediction podcast. Um, we are honestly just as excited as anyone else, and I think a lot of times maybe even more so because we, we – this is such a, a big part of our lives, and we're so passionate about it, and we speak to each other so frequently about it. Um, Charles and I kicked around the idea of doing like a live – Feed on Saturday night uh, before realizing that it wasn't really feasible for either one of us. So we are we're super excited. Um, you'll definitely be able to follow me on Twitter during the <clears throat> during the presentation, the Hall Age presentation. Um, Charles will be on and off as he's trying to cover all the news for MCU Exchange. But we're thrilled, and we will get back with you early next week. We're going to record Sunday morning another our post SDCC podcast. Um, with our our thoughts as they're pretty fresh and ready to go, and get that that one back out to you sometime early next week. So yep. if you guys after you listen to this, if you get a chance to listen to it before Saturday, um, chime in on Twitter with your predictions about what you are what you think is uh is gonna happen there this weekend, and give us, and I'll put this out on our Twitter, um, give us your one thing that you, wish more than anything would happen but has roughly a 0% chance of of happening (laughs) at SCCC so um, thanks for listening Uh, we had a blast doing this one it went by pretty quickly for us Um, so you can find me on Twitter at underscore Charles Murphy and you can find me on Twitter at CFS so enjoy the big weekend guys and we will be back to talk to you guys soon about all the huge news that comes out of San Diego Comic Con bye